0: Welcome to Bat Therapy, Psychology of Batman, Superheroes, and Other Comic Book Characters. Be a fly on the wall or a bat in the cave, listening in on a friendship built out of a love for talking Batman, comics, and the everyday struggle to achieve mental health and happiness.
1: We are your hosts, clinical psychologist Dr. Amelia Brown and educator and comic aficionado Keaton Hopkins. Don't forget to follow us on YouTube and social media and find our Patreon at patreon.com slash therapy.
0: This podcast is about providing education and understanding and is not a replacement for mental health treatment or support. If you're needing help, go to bat-therapy.com for resources. All right, let's do Gotham Girl. Gotham Woo-hoo.
1: Girl. This was the beginning of my love for tom king because yeah yeah, it was it was i think batman volume 8 but it was the very first volume of his run which was the reset rebirth so it kind of it the scott snyder era closed out and then that's when mr king took the reins and we got introduced to claire clover aka gotham girl
0: which (laughs) <laughs> Before we get started, can I just say her bro Okay, I get it. Her brother's the one who had this whole idea in the first place. So, so I get why he's Gotham. But Gotham girl? It's like, come on. It's, it-, it could it at is... least be Gotham woman or well, it was... I don't know, just some different name entirely. I don't know.
1: Well, I couldn't figure out if it was one of those things because he was definitely bigger and the older sibling yeah. and so I I couldn't figure out if she was supposed to be like his sidekick so it was like Gotham and Gotham girl you know what I mean uh, like I couldn't that was how I that was how I took it I'm like oh okay so she's but at the same time she definitely beat him so
0: at the same time that's lame that's so lame
1: I mean the <laughs> names were lame if we're being honest like <laughs> I'll, like, I, it was a little bit on the nose too, because I like, oh, your superhero name is Gotham, and you end up going on a rampage.
0: Like, oh, well, there's that, that being on the nose. Like, but also, how confusing like, is that?
1: It's in the name
0: Gotham, in Gotham. Right. I, I don't know why I didn't put that together before. Yeah, Gotham Girl is at least a little bit less confusing. Oh,
1: he's a superhero named Gotham, and somehow he can't keep his mental health contained.
0: Okay. To be fair, how did this happen? Yeah, yeah. So can maybe maybe do a little reprise for people, especially because I I don't think Gotham Girl is as well. Well, she's definitely not as well known as a lot of other characters.
1: No, they're not. They're they aren't. And it was. I'm not gonna lie. I was really shocked to see like the first volume just introducing right off the bat Mm -hmm. like these new people because a lot of the times. If it's the beginning of a run, I feel like they're going to give you people that you've seen before, people that you know. But we've seen it a couple times, though, because Scott Snyder, when he started Batman, he was like, boom, Court of Owls. I'm like, ooh. I'm
0: I'm listening. I'm
1: listening. I'm here for it. Oh, the rich corrupt. I always knew they were in charge of Gotham, but I'm glad you confirmed it. Like, (laughs) thanks scott like yeah and like for some with this it was but it was so good the way they were introduced to because batman is about to die and like it's very heartfelt like he's saying his goodbye message to alfred and he's like but my parents have been proud of me and i'm like what is happening right now why am i feeling these emotions this is not (laughs) about to happen like (laughs) and i should have known it wasn't gonna happen because it's volume it's the first issue of Batman Volume 1. <laughs> but shouldn't. still,
0: it is it is great. Yeah, because he's what? He's on that plane. Yeah. And and he can steer the plane to safety, but he can't protect himself in order it's to do it. He's very
1: far-fetched. I mean,
0: it's, it's <laughs> very classic, heroic, whatever. Oh, yeah. Uh, but, um, yeah, because I, I think he also tries to get the Justice League, but they're all busy. So all, like,
1: every single well, one of them, which, don't believe it. I just don't like every single member of the good justice league. Or did he only contact like the, the big, ones. the big six, right? The other, yeah. like, yeah. Did he only contact the ones that were like, Oh, like, I don't think he contacted plastic man. Right. He didn't <laughs> Hawk and dove. <laughs> no, they didn't right. get contacted. The Teen Titans right. didn't right. get contacted.
0: <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. You're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah. So here they, they swoop in Gotham and Gotham girl. And save the day. Because they're, they, I mean, they've essentially, they've got powers, not exactly like Superman, but, I mean, they can fly, super strength, and and speed, and...
1: Their power set is really interesting to me, because I don't know if you caught it, but it was like, it's a special version of Venom. Yes. It's a special rare form of Venom, and I'm like, does Bane not know about this? Like, because... (laughs) this is the one that he needs right here, but it's a special form of venom where they're able to activate it and they can control what level they activate it at. But when they activate it, it actually takes away from their life force. So the more they use their powers, the less time they have to live. And so they're able to even fight on par with Superman. If not, completely outdo him um which was very shocking to me i'm not gonna lie it was very
0: so so it's interesting because they're brand new and so batman's trying to figure them out and you know he's kind of testing them and mentoring a bit and they're kind of getting the feel for things but yeah as as things progress and of course things go awry because it's gotham the place (laughs) Wow, that is confusing. See, uh, there it is. Yeah, I didn't put it together before. <laughs> um, so things go awry. And then as things go awry, he starts learning more and more and more about kind of what's behind the powers. And it turns out it's a special form of venom, which, of course, means Bane's probably putting his fingers in things. And, of course, Gotham and, and Gotham Girl. So, like, I don't remember Gotham's name. Henry. Uh, Henry. So when Henry was a kid, him and his parents essentially went through the same thing as Bruce did, but Batman saves the day. And then he does this whole thing about um, being scared. It's okay. Everybody gets scared. Um, and everybody has the opportunity to fight that fear and be brave or something along those lines. It was so good. I'm like, look at Batman. So good. Look, look at, at that. Batman. Look
1: at he's that. like, I'm going to make sure no one ends up like me. <laughs>
0: like, he's so
1: <laughs> He's so good. About doing that, but not realizing that he seriously needs help. Like yeah, well. it's so he's the he's the ultimate do as I say, not as I do. Like it's he's true. It's true. the ultimate. Like oh man, love yeah, it. it. It's
0: true. So the interesting thing is that the Gotham ends up okay. So Psycho Pirate, who um, by the way, whose name I don't love, um. Don't don't love the name Psycho Pirate. That has not aged well. I don't know how it came across initially. Um, we've talked everyone. We've talked about this. Okay, so it's Psycho, it's not a great word to use, and it's often used incorrectly. Um, and yeah, I don't love it. So essentially, this guy can like it seems like what control people's emotions and
1: yes, uh, ch- ch- if you would like, you would like if you could call him Charles Halstead. I always Charles love when these villains Halstead. have like the most maniacal names, but they have like they're just like oh, what's your, what's your actual name? Oh, Charles, Charles Halstead.
0: Oh, Halstead.
1: Yeah, Charles oh, Halstead. Yeah. Not that like okay. yeah.
0: We'll call him Charles. So yeah. old Charles here, <laughs> uh, <laughs> he can manipulate people's emotions on them, and so he essentially puts in my understanding. Correct me if I'm wrong. He puts intense fear into Gotham and Gotham Girl interestingly Gotham it shifts into rage and for Gotham girl it shifts into she's like frozen in fear um and so unfortunately Gotham starts like going around killing people which then ends up with people going after his loved ones it's a whole mess uh and then Gotham girl is essentially just trying to get her feet under her to stop all of this from happening And it's all results in Gotham dying, even though he's so he's the original creator idea man behind them becoming superheroes. And then all this stuff happens where Gotham girl, she's on her own. And not only that, but she had to stop her brother. So she saw him essentially use his powers until he died.
1: Yes. Okay. so I think I got it. Wait, I think. Charles Hall said, I think, is the first psycho Roger Hayden is the second.
0: Oh, so old Roger.
1: It's old Roger, yeah. Uh, old Roger.
0: Old Roger here.
1: Yes, we call uh, him Old Roger. Yeah, there we go. Uh, old Roger. So, yeah, yeah, sorry about that. Uh, he's the second. So he,
0: yes. yeah. So manipulating people's emotions, as we see here, is not a great thing to do.
1: Hugo Strange was in there too. Yeah,
0: yeah. It was like so wow,
1: they had like a, a a trifecta of of villainous control freaks, right? Because it's like yeah. you have uh. Old Roger (laughs) when I although I'm not gonna lie, I do like his name. I know it's not good like it's not good vocabulary. (laughs) But, so,
0: psycho pirate—it's it, got a punch to it. It they does. They used it's that name a for ring. a reason. It's such a
1: ring to it.
0: Yes. But it hit, hits on all the wrong tones in terms of mental health accuracy.
1: Also, I feel like they could have leaned a little bit more into the pirate portion for his costume. Not very no, piratey.
0: Very piratey. <laughs> not very, I, mean,
1: I really like, wanted pirates... some puns there, like R, like I like, really...
0: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah yeah
0: like
1: you <laughs> make you walk the plank. like it was like i was really <laughs> i was really hoping they'd lean in on you know uh, given
0: that it's dc it is a little surprising that they did not
1: right but yeah like in a world with condiment king and calendar man psycho pirate is just Kite man yeah but no pirate references at all come on but yeah it's like a trifecta because you fight it's 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 him hugo strange who we've Mm -hmm. already talked about (laughs) like and then of course amanda waller someone else we've talked about and it's like those three in a room together like oh no this is this is really bad
0: why does amanda waller we talked about her too i think at some point why does she keep doing this why isn't she in prison It's like she wants things to go bad. Why is I mean, I she know in prison? She does, like but... I just
1: don't get why she's just out because here because she
0: knows too much.
1: It's like, and honestly, it makes sense though because, like, in a world with like, like I, I think to myself, wow, this would never happen. But at the same time, Henry Kissinger won the Nobel Peace Prize, <laughs> and, yeah. and that guy yeah. was a war criminal. Like he was like. And yeah. And and so it's like, you know what? Yeah. Amanda Waller's like they they actually do exist out there. Um, And once again, like this plan backfires because who knew this would not work out well?
0: (laughs) Well, and so so I I think they do a really great job. So like you said, they set this all up beautifully. Um, So Tom King, I guess not they, but he. Set it up beautifully, where yeah, so you have this lead in where Batman's just not enough, um, and here come in the new generation, and they've got these great powers and they seem to have this great spirit about things and there's this hope with them, but then the old guard of villains are there from the start in in the wings. You you just don't know, and then more and more and more of this comes out, and. To me, I just really see this terrible just obliteration of innocence that happens um, because I think that they came from this place of Batman saving the day and we want to lend our part. We're even going to give part of our life force to be able to do all of these things, uh, but they don't fully understand what it means. And I think there's one part I really liked was when Gotham is just trying to fix i think a bridge or something. He's just trying to put everything reconstruct it. And Batman's like, "Are you mayor? Are you city council? Are you this or that or the other? Then you're you're not actually fixing anything. You're making it worse." And and then you have old Roger <laughs> come in and just completely take Gotham and Gotham girl out. Um and it just flips the script completely. And then Gotham Girl has to build herself back up. And she just, honestly, she's ping ponged around by all these different people through a lot of her storyline. Um, she she goes through the ringer.
1: One of the things I really did like about this is because from a superhero standpoint, that's something that I feel like a lot of people take it like really do deal with because you you have your super villains that are just super strong and can pick up a Toyota Corolla and throw it through a brick wall, right You have them and you have your your villains that can just think five moves ahead of you mm-hmm. and just outsmart you and you never know if you're stepping foot into their ultimate trap, but a villain that can like make you unable to control your emotions. That's something that everybody's like, oh God, like that's, yeah, that's yeah. really bad. Like, cause, and cause I mean, we've all been in a place where we've had a hard time controlling our emotions, remaining calm, trying to remember to be mindful, right? We've mm-hmm. all been in a position like that. And so like, we talk about old Roger, like, Haha, like his name and all that, but like that power set. No joke. No joke. Like that—that that is something that can really just bring people down. And so he can like con—and not only can he take take away people's ability to control their emotions, he can completely control their emotions. Like he can completely like, hey, this is how I want you to feel.
0: Mm. Well, and and here's what can be so ter- terrifying about that as well is, I think you a lot of times you know like let's take the Mad Hatter who literally controls what people are doing. Um, this is actually somewhat of the same thing, uh, or or at least can be depending on how how he uses his powers in a pretty terrifying way because if you think about how we how we think about behavior and what makes behavior what it is. It, a lot of things can combine together, but a lot, of things, a lot of times we think of behaviors also being linked to your thoughts and your emotions. And so if you are taking and changing someone's emotions on them, you can essentially be manipulating what they think and what they do, and it can even come into question, who am I? What's yes. happening? What's going on? It can really turn everything on its head, as it does for Gotham and Gotham Girl. They have no means of handling that.
1: And that was one thing that's. And I, you know, I did like once I got through the story, I went back and did some research on Old Roger. And one of the things <laughs> that's interesting about him is his specific power is he can one project emotions onto other people, but more often than not, what he does is intensify emotions that people already mm. have. Like no matter how what how much they feel that emotion, he's able to intensify it to whatever level he wants. And so honestly, Scarecrow wishes he could be Roger. Oh, like if yes, we're being so if we're being honest. Like because he's able to like completely bring someone to their knees and completely seemingly like he did with um Gotham uh, Henry, he just makes them lose control almost on a, on like a blackout level. And it yep. continues. And it's so sad seeing this downfall because you you clearly see that Henry and Claire want to do the right thing. They want Absolutely. to do, like, they're running after Batman. Hey, show me how to do things the mm-hmm. right way. Because Batman's all mean and silly, like, you need to do better. And they're like, okay we will show us how like
0: my favorite part is when he disappears on them for the first time this is a really quick (laughs) aside and 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 they're with commissioner gordon they're like what where'd he go he's He's like oh yeah he does that all the time how did he no but we we have super senses (laughs) we didn't even see that
1: makes no sense at all but
0: yeah they're so eager and they really want to do the right thing. And and he's his surly Batman self, but you can tell that he cares. He's paying attention. He's not just leaving them alone or telling them to stop. A lot of times he just tells people to stop. Um, but he he tells them to do better because I think he sees them as a way forward. And then, yeah, Gotham just completely falls apart. And, and Batman actually really takes... Gotham girl, not necessarily under his wing, but he 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 feels a responsibility toward mm-hmm. her. Uh, I think because she ended up in all of this because of him saving her brother, um, when when his brother when her brother was younger, and and then all of this happened, and he was encouraging them, and you know it all blew up in their faces, and uh, he feels really responsible for her. Yes, um, and at the same time, he too is not equipped to help her. Right in the way that that he's wanting to help her.
1: Yeah, and it's 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 really sad because it's one of those things you look at the situation. It's like <sighs> Gotham took someone ideal, shoot him up, spit him out. Spit like him it's out. it's just it's so it's so sad the way it happens. But at the same time, um, I really liked the way that they did it because. They did this in such a way that I was never upset with Henry. I only felt bad for him mm-hmm. the entire time. Like even though by the end he was the in the, in the heavy quotes villain, yeah, he was one hundred percent the victim. Yeah, he was one hundred percent the victim.
0: That's what's so complicating and frustrating about life is. And also, I think why we're so intrigued by people who fit the bill more cleanly for a quote unquote villain, mm-hmm. um, because there are so many greys in life and right. there are so many situations where who's in the right or what's happening really does depend on which dr- which angle you're looking at. Uh, and so, I mean, Gotham, he he yes, he ends up doing a lot of terrible things And he is choosing to do those things. However, he's choosing based on these very manipulated emotions that have happened, which in turn is really skewing what he thinks, how he reacts, how he responds. Um, And yeah, it's it's a huge mess. Um, And ideally, I, I mean, I think the ideal version, what Batman was trying to do is, you know, find a way to catch old Roger and have him fix what he did. Yeah. So I think that's what he ends up doing with Gotham girl is, is going to find yes. Roger.
1: He was able to help Gotham girl. But one thing that I noticed was Gotham girl had time. She yes. had, she actually had time to calm down, look at the big picture, see what was going on, which is something that everybody needs. Whenever something major happens in their yeah. life, the big difference was, when hen- With Henry, he got hit by old Roger's <laughs> attack. <laughs> and it was one of those things where, okay, he committed that atrocity. And it was definitely a mistake. And Batman's trying to calm him down. But before he even has a chance to calm down, this one soldier that was still alive goes yeah. and murders his parents. Yep. And at that point, it's like... He doesn't have time to calm down it's very different from what happened to bruce bruce was a kid bruce was a kid when it happened he had zero control of the situation Mm -hmm. and then after he trained after he became batman and he had the opportunity to do that he was like there's a bigger picture yes there's a much bigger picture
0: um you know a lot of times we talk about de-escalation or um emotion regulation, uh, what you call things kind of depends on what the situation is, but essentially you can, your emotions can be so heightened that in that moment you cannot think clearly and you are just reacting. And like you said, time and space can be so necessary. Uh, and yet that's not always available. And, it It is very unfortunate that all these things happen and, and also it can feel so terrible to not have control, to not have the power to do something, say like Bruce Wayne was when he was a kid. And at the same time, sometimes if you look back, thank God, thank God I didn't have the ability to just run rampage through everyone, go do that thing. Right. You know, not, not just act, react on what I was feeling. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it, it's so tricky and it can be so important to try and find those ways to bring the emotions down, bring the stimulation down. And that's the problem, too, is that you're not going to be able to have a conversation with Gotham. You're not going to be able to talk it through. His sister was trying to to reach him, to to um, connect with him. She was potentially the only one who could maybe hold him down, essentially, and right. and bring down all the things over stimulating him to try and kind of have that happen. But unfortunately she wasn't able to. And then here she is left with the pieces. Yeah. And so for him, he was very active, reactive, more kind of this fight response to everything. She was definitely more the, the flight or, and or freeze happening for her. At one point she said, I'm, you know, essentially she was completely terrified, but at least she was standing. Yeah. So she's kind of fighting from a different emotional reaction and responses happening for her. Um, but oh man. And then she, I mean, all this stuff that happens to her. Um,
1: to it her takes brother. a
0: while. I know. She she has to essentially fight her brother until he dies because right. he's used up all his life force. Mm-hmm. Um, and then here she is with these powers that were probably her brother's idea and she's looked up to him her whole life and, um, everything that happened there. Uh, and then she essentially kind of goes into her own spiral. And I, I think the thing I find so intriguing with her is just, she never loses her kind of purity of spirit. And I think in some ways it makes her vulnerable So like Thomas Wayne, once he comes into the picture, he takes full advantage of her and she kind of works for him and ends up kind of villainy for a little while. Um, But at the same time, that innocence and I think what can lean naivete, it's also what really connects her to Bruce Wayne and actually leads her out of all of the not necessarily getting over her brother's death and everything that happened, but she's able to become more herself and find a way to move through it. Yes. In a way where she can be a hero.
1: Again. That's right. Yeah. She, yeah, for a little while she becomes Thomas Wayne's Robin. Yep. Uh in the City of Bane storyline. One thing I wanted to ask you about before like before we keep going. So at the end of the I Am Gotham story, you see her and she's shaved her head and Mm -hmm. she is talking to herself, but she's talking to her brother.
0: Mm -hmm. Yep.
1: What is it that's going on there? Because (laughs) like you don't it's one of those times where I'm trying to describe it and making sure not to use the wrong vocabulary. Um, but is that what you would call a moment of psychosis?
0: It does seem like there's some psychosis happening for her. Yeah. So it does. Okay. So to be clear, talking to someone who is deceased is not necessarily a symptom of psychosis. Um, there are a lot of religious beliefs. There's a lot of spiritual beliefs. There's a lot of just cultural differences and whatnot where that actually might be a run of the mill thing. Um, So this is not to suggest that talking to the dead is uh, a mental health symptom. But they she's she's described and shown in a way that that shows that something has disconnected for her. She's not seeming to be fully in the moment of where she is. So she's talking to her brother as if she's like gone off to the side and like having a coffee with him. But she's actively like around other people and doing these other things. And it's almost like she's not fully there. Um, and yeah, so they kind of do this. And and I'm assuming he was going for that kind of hinting at a Britney Spears-esque type of situation um, with the shaving of her head. Um, but I don't, you know, I, I, I think just for us, that's kind of the first example we think of, but a lot of people dye their hair, make major changes, shave, cut, etc. especially women. I don't know if men do it as much, but, um, I feel like, I
1: feel like they do. It's just,
0: they do. There's just not always as much hair to,
1: or they do with. something much more drastic and than dye their hair.
0: Yeah. There are other things you can do too. Yeah. You can like, Mm, you know, race your car, buy a motorcycle, et cetera, et cetera. Right. right? It's like, yeah. yeah. There are all these things you can do. That's just kind of this, I've got this desperate energy. I, I need a change. Um, I, I need something to either make things different because of what I'm going through or to be a physical representation of what I'm going through or to just kind of shift my energy in some way. So, um, I, I think that's what that was kind of representing too. Um, but yeah, she she all of a sudden seems kind of almost like she's dissociating a bit um, or having some like depersonalization, de-real- derealization stuff where she's once again, just like not fully in the present moment of where she's at. Um, and she definitely seems to be... Desperately needing that to keep that connection with her brother very real and very alive to a point where it seems like it's getting in the way of everything else she's doing. So, yeah, I I think that they're alluding to kind of a psychosis thing going on for her. Um, And it's honestly part of what I really like about her character um, is that they show that she has these struggles and she's a very real person in what she's dealing with. And it understandably knocks her out. And then all of these things end up happening and she works with the wrong people and all this stuff, but she gets out of it on the other side. And I think that's what I, and she still is a bit quirky at the end.
1: Yes, definitely. So
0: at, at the end, it's like, well, I think she's still chatting with her brother quite a bit. Probably. Um, She's, you know, doing, doing things a little bit differently, maybe than the average bear. But once again, that's what I like. I I, I like that. It's not like, no, she's got to be like everybody else. It's like, okay, well, you know, Gotham girl, she's a bit quirky, but you know, so what?
1: And I feel like, I feel like so many times in media, they show Talking to a person that isn't there or talking to an inanimate object as the ultimate, oh wow, this person's lost it and gone off. But like you mm. you see it, like I remember in um Castaway when Tom Hanks is talking mm. to the volleyball Wilson, or yeah. in Toy Story when Buzz is going on about being Mrs. Nesbitt and maniacally laughing and all of that. Like and it's like it's it's one of those things that's very interesting but at the same time you see it other times and it's this sad and endearing thing it's this it's yes. and like for example like i i remember in in top gun at the end after goose has passed away maverick is on this like last final mission and he's holding the dog tag and he's like talk to me goose talk to me like tell me Mm -hmm. something and so in that moment it's not one of those things like whoa that person's really yeah it's it's one of those things you feel bad for but other times when it's portrayed you're like wow they've and it's 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 a it's almost like a a laughing like wow they've really lost it kind of thing and and
0: that's those are the same things yeah. And that's the issue is that we sometimes the easy route is taken. So, for example, I've talked we've talked a bit about dissociative identity disorder, previously multiple personality disorder. I think that's another one that's kind of an easy out mm-hmm. for the entertainment industry to, quote, show someone is not right. Um, but yeah, uh, hallucinations. So talking or or hearing or seeing things that aren't there are the most common ones that you might see. Um, Yeah, those are often illustrated as, oh no, there's something extremely wrong with this person. Guess what? Odds are you have seen or heard something that was not there. Uh, You know, just like everything else, there are these like different extremes. And yes, I love that this this is an example where you go, oh no, she's really struggling. But it's it's endearing, you, you see this person with it. Um, a, a lot of what I've noticed too that seems to happen with the comics, um, at, at least the ones that I, I've noticed doing these things fairly well is, um, another example is um, Pennyworth. I love how they portray some kind of psychosis related stuff in there. It's almost like this like normal thing. It's almost not treated like it's anything. I love that. It's also, there's a grief component mixed in. I, I think that that makes it easier for folks to, to find a way to portray it. But um, yeah, it's, I, I like the way that this is done and I like that they show her struggle and I like that they show her coming out the other end and she's not just like, poof, okay, now all that stuff's gone. Well, no, it's, you know, she's still Gotham girl and she still has the scars of what happened. And um, yeah, I, I think it's important that when we see these examples of different things that we see a person. Um, it's okay to laugh at things or to see stuff as ridiculous. But if those are the only representations of anything, mm-hmm. that's an issue. Whether it's a mental health diagnosis or... Um, um, someone's sex or gender or their race or religion, et cetera, et cetera. Right. You know, if you only have the like lighthearted or the whoa examples, then you're only getting stereotypes. So yeah, this is a nice example they're, they're using.
1: And another thing about another thing about Gotham girl that I really thought about hard too was the position she's in by the end here, because by the end, her brother is not being looked at as a hero anymore. Mm, Yeah,
0: that's true.
1: He's being looked at as someone who killed all these American soldiers, right? He's being Mm -hmm. looked at as the ultimate villain, and that's all she is seeing. Even though he was her hero, he was a hero until all of this happened to him. And now she's going, like, that has to be, so rough that has to be so rough it's kind of the the first thing I thought about was you know children of celebrities or children of people that Mm. ended up doing really bad things and having judgment cast on them for it or just having to go through life knowing someone and loving someone while the rest of the world Yeah. Hates them and can't stand.
0: Yeah. And also, I mean, this isn't the first and it won't be the last time where people aren't simple. Life is not simple. You have very few examples of purely bad or purely good. Right. And there are many examples out there of these intense conundrums of he was an extremely good person mm-hmm. and did some extremely terrible things. And she has to find a way to live with that. And he's also not there to, to quote, make anything right. You know, he can't try and fix anything. It, it just it, and it all happened so suddenly, too. And then he was gone. There's a lot for her to process so much to process.
1: I really wish the story hadn't been as simple as it was because mm. I would have loved seeing how Batman reacted. If mm. he was able to calm Henry down, yeah. if he was yeah. able to calm him down would Batman have still seen Henry as would he have still let Henry potentially be a hero or would it have been one of those things like, sorry, dude, You messed up. I know Roger did this to you, but you got to go to prison (laughs) now. Like, I I would really like to know what would happen, because it
0: wasn't... So this, this would be an example, in my opinion, of what Arkham Asylum should be. Uh. It should be a place for someone who has done... Criminal things, due to either you know mental health, cognitive uh, symptoms that are just due to that person, or that were manipulated within them. Um, I think this would be a great example of someone who really rehabilitation through treatment makes a lot of sense for mm-hmm. and i'm sure it feels weird to say based on what we've been talking about okay so wait i'm gonna put this guy in the same place as the joker i'm gonna put this guy in the same place as 2 Face. although if you think about it 2 Face, you know they do have some things in common <laughs> um if, if you think about the characters and and what arkham asylum often is depicted as this might sound confusing but really what what places that, that do criminally-based treatments to try and, and help people instead of going through the prison system, um, that, I would think he would be the, one of the ideal cases for this. Mm-hmm. Um, there's clearly some work that would need to be done. So even if he was able to step back, regain himself, there's some stuff he's done yeah. and something needs to be done with that. Um, and I think too, one of the tricky pieces is that at least in our society, there's also this sense of you need to pay for the things that you've done. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I think that sometimes if someone only does the mental health treatment side, people might feel conflicted because they may not necessarily see that as a quote unquote punishment or someone may be getting it easy in some ways, yeah. um, but it's, a it, you know, it's also a tough road. You're not in your own home. You're not, you know, being able to live your life. You're having this very focused treatment that's happening. Um, but I think that that would be the perfect place for him if Arkham Asylum was what it was meant to be.
1: Yeah, yeah, I I definitely agree. And you never, it's just, it's so... I am really shocked at what Arkham Asylum has been able to get away with. Like, I know from our very first episode of this podcast, we talked about how corrupt it was, but it keeps being corrupt and nothing mm-hmm. ever gets done about it. Yeah. And honestly, yeah. at this point, I'm like, Bruce, dude, You're you're rich. Can you you do something about this? Can you assemble a Justice League of mental health professionals and maybe open another facility? Like, you have the ability to do this, right?
0: (laughs) Oh, my God. I'm trying to think. Is there a good version of Roger? Because I was thinking earlier that if Roger uses powers for good, he could potentially be a really great therapist.
1: I would, honestly, the only thing I would think of is someone on that level of, like, Dr. Fate. Um,
0: okay. like Dr. Okay. Fate,
1: because Dr. Fate's always been one of those that like couldn't like v- people that are very confused and don't know what to do when figuring out their purpose. He's mm-hmm. always kind of helped guide them through it. Um, so he's
0: like, he's like the acceptance and commitment therapy. Yeah. He's,
1: he's, he's awesome right because okay. like in, even in comics, you know, he helped Solomon Grundy. He helped Hawkgirl figure things out after, she betrayed the Justice League. She helped uh, Amazo figure things out after Doctor Ivo died, and he decided not to destroy the planet. Like, and so he's mm-hmm. always been like a really cool character. It's like if you're confused with life. Go see Doctor Fate. He's your guy. Um, there you go. There you go. And uh, yeah, and so I think he would be probably someone on that polar opposite level. With Psycho Pirate, definitely. But, and I, but yeah, I I really, I'm just, I'm I'm bothered. Because yeah, at the end, like the actual villains are everyone who you would think are supposed to be the good guys. Hugo Strange, doctor and in charge of Arkham Asylum, Amanda Waller, works for the Mm -hmm. government, trying to, should be trying to save people. And they were the people that were pretty much Mm -hmm. behind it. And caused it and none of them were being looked at as the villains. Well, and
0: also, um, where they got their powers from. Mm-hmm. So my understanding is that was one of the initial starting points of the whole plan of literally taking out Batman was let's feed this this venom superpower to these these young adults, uh, and and sick them on, on Batman. Yeah. That I think, is is, and actually, you know, they talk about this all the time. You know, there's so many sayings like, uh, you don't want to see how the sausage is made. You know, like there are all these sayings that hit on um, it's it's really tough to see how things really work. And I think this is one of the best examples that I've seen recently of seeing new heroes come about. And, and just very quickly, unfortunately, like you said, they didn't have the time they needed to be faced with what, what it was really like out there.
1: Yeah. And I really, I'm, I'm really hoping they go back to Gotham girl at some point, because Mm. ever since the end of city of Bane, you haven't really seen her much. Like she comes back around and helps Batman defeat like uh amygdala and some other villains like really strong villains and um she has her life force restored to her yes because she gets access to was it platinum is it platinum crypt tonight if i'm remembering it some right
0: ridiculously new yeah. yeah so so bruce gets this specialty kryptonite that he can use to become super powered and of course he doesn't do it he gives it to her instead i think you're right that it's platinum yeah platinum
1: kryptonite which we're not gonna i'm guessing it's based off the color because platinum's definitely an element of its own and, and kryptonite is something completely different but you know what <laughs> whatever yeah fine Shh, fine we'll just it's okay. it's platinum it's okay. colored but otherwise yeah what's the chemical formula for that as a chemist i'm bothered but anyway
0: do we need to find roger for you to help you uh <laughs> calm down (laughs) i'm
1: not that bothered uh and he would not help me calm down i don't want to do this podcast anymore i'm just (laughs) (laughs)
0: wow (laughs) yeah
1: he's the he's the master of overreacting and so you know what i also hate computers and this microphone i don't want
0: (laughs) to. are you telling me that you are roger in disguise
1: (laughs) no i'm absolutely not i'm absolutely not if so I would be able to, if I had his power set, I would just control my emotions successfully. I think that's what I would
0: do. Uh, Okay, so Keaton, I think this is a wonderful time for us to remember what Batman said. Which is, there's nothing wrong with the feelings we have, like fear. It's an opportunity.
1: That's true. So it's not
0: about getting rid of them or controlling, although he says fight. So the only thing I don't like about what he says, he says, so you can fight fear. Oh, no. It's more about. It's Batman. (laughs) We acknowledge, we accept it so that we can have the opportunity to move forward. But um, I will also admit that if I had Roger's powers, it would be rather tempting to control some things that I feel. So I I totally don't judge you (laughs) for that.
1: Yeah. Maybe you're not anxious right now. (laughs) (laughs) maybe you shouldn't worry about the mailman being a serial killer. <laughs> like, it's like, you know, like, I don't, like, yeah. I would use that power. I'd be like, you know what? I'm gonna use it on myself, and I'm not gonna worry about the next election. I'm just not gonna. I'm not gonna. <laughs> Boom. Boom.
0: Keaton disappears. He never leaves just like
1: yeah, I'm couch
0: like, again. We're like, where'd he go? Or well, I just, or, no, power.
1: I would just smile through everything. Like, I would just, like, <laughs> look at that. Like, yeah, it would be It would be great. Sad, but great.
0: (laughs) Thanks for nerding out with us. I'm clinical psychologist, Dr. Amelia Brown.
1: And I'm educator and comic aficionado, Keaton Hopkins. Check out my TV and movie reviews on YouTube at Team JVS. Check out our website at bat-therapy.com, our Bat Therapy YouTube channel, and follow us on social media. And don't forget our Patreon page at patreon.com slash bat therapy. See you next week. Same bat time, same bat channel.